Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Welcome to today's podcast, Business Is You with Krista Morrissey. And Krista, like always, I like to have business owners themselves tell us more about what they do and anything that you're willing to share with us. Excellent. Glad to be here, Jamie. How did you get started? I was in the corporate world for a lot of years. And I really always focused on building the team or the people first. And then they'll always tell you where the pain in the process is. Right, right. So I always say people process tools. That's what you focus on. And over the time, I was, unbeknownst to me, really helping to groom some leaders. And then at some point, people started coming to me and saying, I got feedback on my performance evaluation. I need to improve. Uh, I, I want to be promotable. And so I started coaching, even though there wasn't a coaching position. And I loved, just loved helping people expand, become better, grow in any way they wanted and saw the enthusiasm in them. So when I left corporate America, I knew I was going to start a business and I went and got professionally certified in coaching. What I did not know, Jamie, is two things. One, what a fulfilling career this was going to be. Uh, just unbelievable. And and how my clients have just helped me grow tremendously. And then the second thing is... Um, how solidified my belief that it's an inside-out journey, and it can only be an inside-out journey, has been. Because I said the most, the most beautiful thing I can do for clients, I ask questions from the outside, they answer them from the inside. They already have the answers. Mm. Yeah. I just walk that journey of getting them unstuck. Mm. So beautiful. So one of the things that's on my mind right now is about leadership and, you know, we kind of talk about this being an inside out journey, but really what, how do you define leadership today? And what is it that maybe some people aren't aware of in terms of the leadership journey? Yeah. So I talk about being a leader and leading yourself before I talk about leadership. Mm. And what I say to every leader, every executive that I work with is that every leader is rooted in a person and every person is rooted in a life. Hmm. Therefore, I coach the person, the human, and they take their new awareness, their growth, and they step into their role. Mm -hmm. If we did it the other way around, it wouldn't work. And so when it comes time that you are put in the position of leadership where you lead others. It only works if you have learned how to lead yourself first, which comes with a tremendous amount of self-awareness, acceptance, love, the ability to grow. And then leadership mm -hmm. is about guiding those around you to be the best they can be and get the most out of them. And there's so many definitions out there. Right. They all kind of lead to a similar place, just using different words. Is there anything that you've found to be true for, like, say, the position of leadership, uh, leaders in a position of leadership without <laughs> vulnerability, transparency, or um, maybe even just operating out of fear, like concern, worry? Oh, absolute concern. Uh it's just, it, it's an hourglass running out of time. 
before mm-hmm. they um, crumble, before they explode, before employees start leaving, mm-hmm. or worse yet, they quit and stay. Yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah, it. Um, we we assume that once someone gets promoted, they don't need to grow anymore. Right. And it's the opposite. We need to keep them aware of their behaviors, uh, of their blind spots. Uh, we need to keep them aware. Are you leading through others and are you growing everyone around you? Mm. Okay. So I am curious if you can help me find some of my blind spots as a leader. What are how, how do you start? How do you get started in coaching with a leader that's like, okay, I love your concepts. Um how do, where do we start? Often in the business world, we start with some type of assessment because okay. it's validated in science, in psychology, and you you can argue it, but it's a mute point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I leave it up to the company. I, I cost, toss a couple out there for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we use a 360 degree feedback and I like the type where I do the interviews because I can read nonverbals. I can ask questions. And that tells us, what do they think of you? Hmm. You know, we can use Myers-Briggs, the Thomas Kilman conflict mode. Um, I don't use emotional intelligence right away. That's mm-hmm. a higher level one, but we, we can absolutely come back with emotional intelligence. And that's what I do with all leaders is say, all right, let's talk about where you are strong mm-hmm. and what that means. Now let's talk about where you as a leader might inhibit processes or people around you. All right. And so, what do you want to do with that growth? Straight up vulnerable. In the Myers-Briggs, you mentioned that one. I am an ENTJ. What do I need to know? <laughs> yeah. So there's four dichotomies, you know, uh, extrovert, introvert. So you're an extrovert. You get jazzed up from totally places people think, yeah. Um, but you can be overbearing hmm. to the introverts. Um they, they don't engage. And so you just keep talking because like now you're nodding at me. So if I'm an extrovert, I'm like, oh my gosh, she wants more. Yes. Yes. So we have to learn to, to state, make a statement, make a question and go quiet. Hmm. And it's never Jamie about changing who you are. It's like a radio dial. When do you dial yourself up? When do you dial yourself down? Hmm. So then if we take, um, the sensing and intuition, dichotomy. That's mm-hmm. how you take in information. And you said you're an N. Yes. So you're intuitive. So yeah. a strong intuitive person might wake up this morning and go, Oh, it's Wednesday, March 29th. Boom. That's the last time they're in today. They're out there looking at patterns and possibilities. They're curious. Mm-hmm. I'm not even but sure they- I know what day it is most of the time. So I think <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I think you're on to something. Yeah. If you're leading a group of sensors who Mm -hmm. put things in order and they use the five senses, they look at you and think, can't she just be present today? Yeah. Yeah. The phone needs, the phone is ringing. Could you please answer it? Yeah. And why, why can't she be here? Why is she a dreamer? Mm -hmm. We need both. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a group of sensors that you're leading, You need to turn the intuitive down a little bit till they get to know you. Then you can turn it back up Mm. because you as intuitive can take sensors to a place in this world. They can't go on their own Mm. and they could do the same for you. Right. Right. 
So then if you look at the third dichotomy, thinking and feeling, it's how you make decisions. Mm -hmm. And what did you say you are? I'm a T. Yeah, so you're a thinker. Oh, okay, so... Here's the th- if you're a strong thinker, it's about truth and justice, right and wrong. And you've been in your head thinking for hours, <laughs> days, weeks. And when you share then, you're sharing at the end of your story. Mm. And you want it done this way. You have done the if, then, yes, no, black, white. And the feelers are like, wait a minute, Jamie. What, what about the people? How are they going to feel if we ask them to do this? Mm-hmm. You don't care. Let's go. Mm feeling very seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's beautiful. It's just a matter of you have both in you. Mm-hmm. We all have both dichotomies, but you have a preference a go-to. Yeah. And the thinker does not mean you don't have feeling. It just means you don't go to feeling first. Mhm. Yeah, and in in the business world, I was a feeler, and when I was giving reports to the executive team, in the beginning they were turned off. Right. And I finally said to my mentor, why don't you just give the reports? They're not listening. And he said, know thy audience. Hmm. And I went, huh? He said, you're leading with the heart. They're thinkers. So then I went in and I would give the report with the data and the analysis and the timelines and say, here's where we, we got two options Yeah. with all of this. Which option is appealing to you with where you want to go? They'd answer that. And I say, okay, now. Let's talk about the employees that we're going to ask to gather this data. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything to them. Therefore, I don't think they'll gather it. How do we turn it into something meaningful for them? Then we bring it back to the controller, let him do his magic and turn it into the analytics that you want. Mm-hmm. And then they listened. And I was like, huh? Wow. There is same people. Same people. You changed your communication style. I did. I dialed down the feeler and dialed up the thinker and met them where they're at. And in that moment, I learned the power of leaders not coming in and asking all their direct reports to change, Mm. but them getting to know their direct reports, adjusting their style. And in doing that, you keep other leaders in their strength zone. You keep them in their gift zone, doing what they're powerful. Uh, And over time, those executives always knew I was going to bring in the heart, the feeler. Right, right. And they got to know me. Right. And, and they frankly, accepted that part of you too. I mean, it wasn't that they asked did. you to be different. It was it was that you met them where, wow, that's so powerful. Uh, it is. And I watch a lot of companies when there's leader changes and the ones that then excel. Mm-hmm. The leader comes in and says, let me get to know you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. What's been going on? What do you think? Hmm. You watch the companies who are doing well, they get a new leader and they tank. Most of the time, the leader has come in and said, okay, here's how I do business. Mm -hmm. And if he or she has seven direct reports, they're making all seven of them change to meet their style. Hmm. And it just ripples throughout the company. So what is the last one? I don't think we talked about that in the ENTJ. Judging and perceiving. Mm -hmm. And this is what the outer world sees when they look at you. Hmm. So you're a J. I am. Yeah. So a judger has things in order and they, they appear to be in order and things are planned. They're decisive. I do like plans and decisions where the P just lives. So for me, you know, I'm a J because you go out to our detached garage. The lawnmower is cleaned off, backed in, 
mm-hmm. full of gas, ready for the next person. I love it. <laughs> My husband is a pee. I'm not even uh-huh. sure the lawnmower made it back in the garage. Just say. Well, yeah, that's the same. When people come over, they look at the garage. You can, you know exactly what I put away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my husband will take me places that I can't go on my own because right. of his strengths. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, different different styles of thinking, different styles of communication, just different styles of connecting. Right, N- none of them, neither of them, wrong. Correct. Different. Yeah, it's it's how we get to know each other first. How I understand myself, then how I understand you and I interacting, and I don't have a bias to any set mm-hmm. of assessments. I'm, I'm pretty flexible. It's what you do with that information mm-hmm. to bring awareness to the individual and help them grow. Mm. And to ask those they lead, what, what do you see as Jamie's blind spots? Hmm. So let's dig into that a little bit. How do you, is the primary way that you find blind spots by asking those around the leader? Is there another way to find blind spots specifically with the leader? Um, the quickest way I know how is to do the 360 okay. feedback assessment or sit and have a conversation. We recently did it with um, medical providers. We had an, we did an assimilation exercise where we asked the people around them questions and they sat and listened to the answers. Mm. Uh, or you can do the more private 360 degree feedback you can pay for an assessment. Mm-hmm. So what types of questions did you ask in that live version? Yeah, so it's different for every group, but for this one, it was, uh, so I would say, all right, all of you, we're here to get feedback on Jamie White. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to help Jamie is clear, candid feedback. There's no judgment, and we know all of it won't be accurate, but mm-hmm. we're listening for patterns. And so, the leader, And the leaders in the room or your... For the assimilation exercise, the leaders in the room, they wow. can't participate. They just listen. Wow. And we say, okay, what does Jamie do well? Wow. And then how does Jamie inhibit this team for performing at its peak? Wow. Um, there might be questions around what does Jamie say or do that is interpreted as disrespectful? Yeah. Yeah. What would have to change? in Jamie for you to continue to follow her. Then I always ask, what do you own in this situation with Jamie? Because right. it's never all you. Right. And whatever the answers are, whether they're um, good answers, no answers, it tells me about the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then how, how comfortable they are opening up can show yeah. you whether or not they feel safe in the presence of the leader. So literally whether or not they're answering the questions doesn't even matter sometimes. I mean, it's giving you answers either way. Wow. Right. And I'm really watching their nonverbals. Right. And I'm watching the leader's nonverbals, you know, and then I say, if this was a center of excellence and you would follow Jamie, no matter what, what is the reason you will follow her? Wow. And how does she, how does she behave in a way that says, I'll follow her to the end? What are some of the answers that you expect or that you end up getting there? So I don't ever expect answers because then that will taint how I listen. Yeah. Uh, They have run the gamut, Jamie, from uh, I'm just going to give some short answers to 
I'm just going to wah, let it all rip. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I ask clarifying questions. Right, right. Uh, but it just takes one person to want to be vulnerable and step into answering truthfully and then the rest follow. Hmm. Yeah. So then you're, you end up finding even the natural leaders in the group, right? Whether and they have a position of leadership because they're, they're the ones that are kind of stepping up and, and sharing vulnerably. Yes. And I listen to the patterns in the words and the words they use. Are they, are they giving feedback on Jamie because they care about her and they want this to work? Are they giving Mm -hmm. feedback on Jamie and they're daggers? Mm -hmm. And the, the big answer, the big question for me is, what do you own in this scenario with Jamie? Yeah. And that's it. And I listen and wait for answers. And sometimes there's a lot of silence and it tells me the level of self-awareness. It tells me where do we need coaching? Where do we need group work? Yeah. The power of the pause. Yes. Yes. So, um, I used to be one of the people that was more in blame you know, coming from a place of I'm frustrated, they need to change. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you weren't leading anything (laughs) in the the company when I was in that place. It's like, I can, I can hear today. I could hear differently the things that I was saying that would have been so obvious to somebody else that was not obvious to me. And, um, it would have been very, very healthy to have somebody else that had more of a healthy perspective to be able to hear and see my blind spots. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, I've gotten a lot of compliments for my work and I say, well, it's, it's easy when you come in as a consultant Mm -hmm. and as a coach, because you can call the baby ugly. You can, you can be candid to the point. I can say things that internally they won't say to each other, or I can get them to be Mm -hmm. honest internally. Jamie, what was the tipping point for you? Mm, that is a really good question. The tipping point for when I decided to no longer s- come from a place of blame. Is that where you're yes. kind of? Yes. Uh, so I think it was a mix of um, personal, like physical pain, you know, feeling exhaustion in um, my body and knowing that something needed to change. And then as I started to, um, give myself space to heal that physical pain that I didn't realize was, you know, (laughs) me out of alignment in other ways. Uh, Then I started to engage more in this idea of leadership development and coaching and hired a coach that heard me saying things um, that I didn't know I was saying. And so it was that mix of, I don't think I did it with the motivation of, I want to stop being frustrated and I want to stop blaming others. I think I did it from the motivation of, I want to stop being exhausted. Oh yeah. And it is exhausting. You know, here's what I I say to clients every day. First, you have a thought then that thought triggers a feeling Mm -hmm. because you've told yourself a story and that feeling will lodge itself somewhere in your body and everything is energy. So that's energy. And if it's a negative thought, you have this negative energy. And so when we carry our feelings, we become a one person theater show because mm-hmm. our body acts out what we carry. Mm-hmm. And if we just keep packing it away, it gets heavy. Yeah. And, and I've been there where you're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then when you get exhausted, 
you become defensive. Your guards are up. You're looking. I don't have the mental, emotional, or physical capacity for anything else. Right. So right. I'm I'm looking for what's coming at me because I want to stop it. Mm. And we don't we don't perform well when we're on the defense because everything is coming after us. Hmm. You're really helping um, kind of bring me back to that place that I was in and just kind of create awareness and sit with that. Um, and I think the thing that I look back and, um, you know, recognize that I need to even forgive myself for is the way that others were impacted by the fact that I hadn't been um, taking care of myself enough to even know that I was right. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Um, you know, because my exhaustion and my pain then is spilling out into others and right. um, well, others are impacted. You, let me tell you. I have done, um, I have gone back to people mm -hmm. because that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. That's not always what they need. And it did not work out well with a few people mm -hmm. uh, because they then felt the need to unload or they were upset that I brought it up again. Right. And so I've learned how do I heal? How do I grow? And then how do I release or let go? Right. And then... All we can really ask is how do we continue to learn and become better? Mm -hmm. Because I always say in every, in every pile of muck of life, there's a gift in there uh, or a nugget or something to learn from. But there's positive. It will stop long enough and just take a look. Mm. And it's that nugget, that gift that we need to carry forward and leave the situation behind and continue to grow. It's beautiful. Uh, it It is a wonderful thing. And, and when I see individuals and even groups have that aha moment and then say, right, what do you want to do with this? And listen to them say what they want to do. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, and again, you know, <clears throat> my big, <clears throat> excuse me, my big focus is I, I want to foster hope. Get people unstuck to foster hope because when we have hope, we are facing forward right. and we see the possibility. And to me, hope fuels everything. It's what makes the world and people flourish. You know, we that's it. Hope, we're looking back and it's negative when we look back. When you led the group that I was in, you mentioned that about looking back versus looking forward and how you really can't do both at the same time. That was, right. even though I probably quote unquote knew that it was still, wait, what did she say? Can you say it yeah. again? Yeah. So it is neurologically impossible to hold a negative thought and a positive thought simultaneously. You can't. Mm -hmm. And it's neurologically impossible to hold a past thought and a present or future thought simultaneously. So, you know, if I turn around and look at this wall and I completely square off to it, I can't see anything this way. And this is my future. And so the direction you face, that's where your energy goes. Hmm. Neurologically impossible to hold a negative thought and a positive thought simultaneously. And it is neurologically impossible to hold a past thought and a future thought simultaneously. So is there anything 
different or anything that you teach on or that you've learned about a present thought versus a future thought? Um, I, I talk more about being present. Mm -hmm. So you know what's here in order to focus on where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I'm not real big on goals, Jamie. I'm big on what do you see out there? Your vision, your dream. And every day, did you at minimum stay right here or did you take a step forward? Always mm -hmm. looking out there. Mm -hmm. So if you and I were coaching and I'd say, Jamie, um, imagine the next version of you or the version of you that you want. Yeah. And I'd have you visualize it. I go, okay, where is she? And you'll say, she's out there. I want to become that Jamie. Well, then that's what we focus on each session. How are you doing walking toward that Jamie? Mm. So that's beautiful. So for me, this year is about becoming more of a speaker and being on stage. That's the awesome. vision. Like I currently have a stage with podcasting, but it's different, right? And yes, over the last year, I've learned that I love um, being a podcast host. I get to ask a lot of questions. And I've also recognized that a growth opportunity for me is to be more of the guest or to be even more vulnerable is to be someone that can actually speak um, authentically without having somebody else on stage with me. And I, I can see that this is my growth opportunity and yet I run into some invisible walls. <laughs> wow, yeah. So have you ever visualized yourself, what you look like speaking on stage? I have definitely um, tried. And what I mean by that is, you know, just even thinking about small things like what would I wear? What would it look like? Recently, I did visualize it and I was able to work through some of the some of the things that came up, you know, some of the fears that came up. Like um, one of them was because I love to be barefoot and I love to be in a dress and I want to be authentic to me on stage. I want I don't want to, yes. you know, think, oh, well, this is what I should look like if I'm going to be on stage. And, um, it's a little bit, it was a little bit hard to be barefoot and, <laughs> and like, um, it's okay. Right. Like accepting yes. that letting go of, you know, what might some people think of how I'm planning, how I want to show up. I mean, if I'm going to be a speaker, I want to be authentic to me. And, um, the other thing that came up is like, I don't want to do tech. I, you know, like I see other people do presentations and they've got this or they've got that. They've got this present. They've got this um, tech or they've got, you know, again, working through the shoulds is right now um, helping me really embrace saying I'm already a speaker. This is the type of speaker right. that I am. <laughs> Okay, that's where I was going to go. You are already a speaker. Will right. you truly step on stage as the true Jamie White? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because no one, else, no one getting, else can do it like you. So yeah. go out there. There are, there are people out there that need you. And Jamie, I have never truly fit in in terms of apparel, in terms of style. But one thing I can guarantee you, what you see is what you get. And every day I show up Krista. Right. And it only took about three years. And I actually had women say to me, I, it is nice to see you being, being comfortable being so casual. I wish I could be that. Mm -hmm. I can't mm -hmm. be anybody else. 
I can't put on the three inch stilettos and a dress and <laughs> go on stage. First, yeah. you know, I'll probably get a nosebleed. And then, <laughs> and then I couldn't stand mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be comfortable. There are fears that I know are based on the shoulds and just kind of breaking down each one of them and acknowledging how am I called to show up on stage? And so for me, podcasting, it's very discussion style. And so I love that back and forth. I love to be curious. I like to ask questions. But then over the years, I'm looking back and I'm realizing, you know, when I was on other stages, you know, besides behind being a podcast host, um, if I was in a panel discussion, I actually tended to wish some of the other panel people would go away. (laughs) So so I'm like, there might be a little bit of a sign that I am actually called me to be on stage by myself. Like, let's look at the, let's look at the facts. Right. Yes. The fact is I have held a microphone before I have, you know, given a quote unquote organic speech, you know, something from the heart for three to five minutes in the past in front of hundreds of people. I've already done it. But yet there was a piece of me that still didn't want to say I am a speaker. Like I'm still in that, you know, that on that wobbly bridge between believing that I am a speaker and being able to see and really um, embody that versus like the, why, why do I think I'm not? Why do I? Okay. That was my question. Yeah. What's in the way of saying I'm a speaker? Okay. So the next thing in the way is um, knowing my titles, my speaking titles, that they would be interesting to somebody, making sure that again, they're in alignment with me. Uh, let's see what else is in the way of, well, so Jamie, go ahead. Your speaking titles aren't Mm. what attract people. Mm. You are. Oh, this is interesting. Your title just gets them to say, Oh, who is that? Oh, it's Jamie. Oh, it's Jamie White. I'm going to that. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta be honest, your fear of my speaking titles. Yeah. You're kind of hiding behind that. I'm hiding. You're right. I can feel it. Okay. So if I let go of the title, then it's like, well, what are they coming to see? What is it that I'm talking about? How do I? Yeah. So it's not the title. What's the message? Mm. there's a message from Jamie White. Mm. There's some knowledge, some wisdom that you have that you want to transfer to give to them. And they absorb it at the depth and breadth that they're ready. Okay. So my mind immediately goes between this mix of ideas and concepts and message. So how do you help me get to the bottom of the message that I'm called to share? Hmm. You tell me right now, what, what's your message that you're to share? (laughs) This is hilarious because, um, because I am a good coach and I like to ask good questions in inside belief crew. Uh, they've kind of found that the solution to the problem is to turn around and ask me the same question that I just asked them. So I feel like that just happened. (laughs) You're like, wait, I already know this. In, in, in answering that question, you might scratch the surface on mm-hmm. your purpose. Why are you mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. So the first words that come to mind are leadership. You know, I want to distract with some of the other things, like how to do business operations, how to do, but technically they all fall under the healthy leadership for me. What does it take to be a healthy leader? And um, 
what does a healthy leader look like? I don't know. That's what's why coming you, up. Why do you care? Hmm. I care because I love business. I love organizations. I love people. And I once was a toxic leader without realizing it. Mm. And I was also led by a not as healthy leader. Without, okay, so for me, on a, on, I was an unaware toxic leader. Okay. So there it is. It's not the business. Wow. It's not leadership. It is that at one point you were a toxic leader. Mm-hmm. It is your quest to help people not go down the path that you went down. Wow. Is that part of your quest? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like what yeah. a, what a powerful presentation you can give using yourself as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, wow. yeah, how, how beautiful. Cause that's, the drive, that's your, your purpose. It has you going toward that, Jamie, is to say, I want to give people what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Or I want to make people aware mm-hmm. of what can do damage. Right, right. This is huge because I've been working on this for over a year, like subconsciously, consciously, you know, and and noodling and getting stuck in the idea of I need a title, I need a subject, I need a knowing that there's a story inside me that is part of the process without really um, asking someone to ask me the questions that would bring it out, you know, in this way that you have, obviously very good (laughs) asking good questions. Well, it's storytelling, tell your story. And it's not up here Mm -hmm. that year you've been noodling up here, your story's here Mm. and you connect with people here. So they're going to connect first with who you are and why you're talking to them Mm -hmm. before they're going to connect with anything you offer. You are the golden nugget in this situation. Somehow I am not crying and bawling right now. (laughs) Like I feel the, I feel the emotion. Um, and yet I'm, um, not completely losing it. So that's pretty fun. And and I'm very thankful for this awareness. And I'm really keying into the word um, unaware. I was unaware that I didn't have leadership skills and that yeah. I, I thought, I thought I did without ever going to any leadership development classes, without ever getting any tools right. around it. I just thought that I was a nice enough person. Yes. I'm like, this is hard to (laughs) to create awareness around right now. We lead from what we know and what we've Mm -hmm. been taught. Mm -hmm. And you know what's coming up for me? How powerful for Jamie White talking about the the awareness in the unaware. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about, you now look back. Right. And that's what I mean. There is... There's a lesson in every part of our journey, the highs, the lows, the, if we'll take the time. And could you tell the story that you need to tell if you had not experienced that? No, right. No, 
No, mm-hmm. there'd be no power in the story that you're going to talk about. Right. Right. Yeah. I know that listeners can go back and, um, you know, rewind in the podcast to, to hear this, um, if you don't remember it exactly, but I'm curious if you remember the question or questions that you asked me or similar types of questions to be able to pull out that piece from me. I'd love to hear that again. If you. All right. Let's see if I remember them. Yeah. Cause I usually just go with the, flow I love it. Just, yeah. It was something yeah. around, you know, what, what are you feeling mm-hmm. and what's inhibiting you? And you came up with things that weren't inhibiting you. They were kind of like your excuses or your protector. And when I kind of took that away from you, then you have to talk about what, what's really here. Mm, What's, what's raw. And you brought up worry and then fear. And as soon as you said fear, we were getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then just, we just keep unpacking at a deeper level and, you know, the, the same for me, my energy healer and my coach take me where I can't go myself. Mm. You know, I love that you just brought up that you work with an energy healer as well as a coach, because this is what we're really modeling in Believe Crew and merging is this idea of healing and growth together, healing and coaching together, right. personal development to get to leadership development. What are some of the things that come up for you when I share that? Holistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I say for me, if I don't focus on with myself and my clients, mind, body, spirit, emotions, we're not doing it right. Because if you wake up in the morning and you have a terrible backache, Mm -hmm. you got to figure out how to get out of bed. Then, you know, just try showering with a painful back. Then try getting dressed. And then you got to go to the store and you'll drive around that parking lot five times until that person in the front (laughs) spot moves. And that's just a hundred less steps. Is, is that the person that's been following me around in the parking lot <laughs> waiting for me to back out of my spot? <laughs> yeah. But by the end of the day, you're drained. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mind, body, spirit, emotions. If one of them is out of alignment, you're out of alignment. And how in the world can I show up a good human and a good coach if I haven't taken care of myself? Mm-hmm. And so the self-care is the coach, the energy healer. Uh, massage. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're doing the body. Yeah. yeah. Infrared sauna just in miles, hundreds and hundreds of miles in nature. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with an energy healer and a coach, what do you, how do you see that merging together for you? How do they work together for you? And what are some of the differences? Yes. Yeah, so um, the energy healer, it, <laughs> You can't lay on the table with an energy healer and lie. <laughs> That's funny. You can't because right. your your energy, you know, everything's energy. Right, right. And she'll go, really, Krista. <laughs> You're like, good one. Would you like would you like a chance to answer that again? Right, right. And it gets things flowing and you get to release and it's it's extremely non-judgmental. And mm-hmm. what's here? And then that opens me up when I sit with my coach and they ask me the hard questions Mm -hmm. to say, you know, I, Jamie, you've heard me say my role is very simple. I unconstipate the mind and the spirit so we can foster hope. Mm -hmm. And I can't move forward as a human if I've packed everything away. And so different, different methods 
of self-care work differently. And they give me different quiet time. Time with my coach is not quiet time, but right. it's time for me to just let's go. On the table with massage, infrared sauna. It's just me. Just me, with me. Uh, and I think they all blend together. Uh, some of my friends, and, and every now and then, I will do acupuncture. Yeah, I love I acupuncture. I do chiropractic yeah. a couple times a month. Yeah. And my thought is, one body, one life. Take care of this. Mm-hmm. Be show up. Take care of yourself so you can show up fully every day. Because uh, shame on me if I don't if I don't show up fully for mm. others. So you had mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that you used to be in corporate. Were you exhausted when you were in corporate? I'm trying to remember if you said anything about that or if that was just oh. me being exhausted. No, no, I, I, I had talked about being exhausted. Um, I was in uh, corporate for 29 years and 26 of the 29 were pretty good. The, I, I hung on two years too long. Mm-hmm. I had this thing about loyalty. And, you know, I, I was hired by this company as a farmer and an athlete with a college degree. And I got to see the world. Uh, but I was exhausted and I didn't realize till I left that um, all of Krista didn't get to show up every day. I, there was parts of me that had to be the role they wanted me to fill. I love now. I just get to be me every day. And there's people who want more of me. There's people who say, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I don't know if I'll see her again. And then there's mm-hmm. those people who are like, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Well, Jamie, that's the same whether we show up ourselves or we fake it. Right. Same so, answers. Same mm. answers. So just, just be beautifully you and, you know, have your intent to do no harm. Uh, there are people out there who need you mm-hmm. because you're the only one that can give them what they need at a certain time in their life. So be there and be ready. That's so beautiful. Is there anything else that you would love to share that's been left unsaid? Uh, I would love to sh- to end the way I always do. That we as choosers have the right to choose. But once the choice is chosen, the choice controls the chooser. Wow. So choose, choose wisely. Because that you. is the way your life will go. Thank, Thank you, you, Jamie, for what you do. Thank you so much. This was beautiful.